will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. That's all. It's history in the making. This is the Drake Toll Show. It is the Drake Toll Show. Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton producing on the mothership. Friday of week one. The Texas Rangers in the ALDS. The Baylor Bears coming off of a win. The Dallas Cowboys are so back. It's not even funny. Cam, Could they have set it up any better for us, Drake? I know. What a week. Also, you're back. Unbelievable. And you're in a... I'm back. I, I see that you're in a suit. You have a three-piece suit going on. Can you please divulge what is happening? Yeah, I'm in a tuxedo. I wanted to look good for the Drake Toll Show. You know, being on YouTube and all that. Is that is that a problem? No. We are live on video right oh, now I, via YouTube. Yeah, you, I, I do have a wedding. You Okay. The wedding is today. I'm in... Yep, yep. I am in beautiful Holyoke, Massachusetts, birthplace of the sport of volleyball and women in higher education. Oh. Um, and I am here for a wedding. One of my great friends from high school is getting married today, and I am a groomsman. So that's why I was out yesterday doing the travel. Today I'm back, sharply dressed, ready to talk some sports. Can you, from the looks of it, so for the listeners that are driving, I can see Cam right now. It looks like you are in the men's bathroom of a hotel. I, I mean, that, is that a urinal yeah. behind you? <laughs> I am in the breakfast room of the hotel. Um, they don't have an enclosed business center, which I have not seen, but they can hear me in the lobby, so I'm not going to talk too loud. Um, so I am in the second floor breakfast room. It is past breakfast time. So all of my uh, other groomsmen are getting ready. I have gotten ready early. I am here. And maybe the men's room would have a little bit better audio quality, to be honest with you. Wow. Well, thanks for we joining. We some action. Thanks for being back today with the Drake Toll Show. You know, I, I found it interesting. I went back and watched Baylor Plus yesterday. And as they went back, it debuted. You're a, big, you're a Baylor Plus guy now. Right. I originally thought this was the worst idea guy. ever. I didn't think Baylor Plus we was going you. to take off. But they, they nailed it. They landed me. They, they hooked me. And if you have seen this, anybody at home, CMC Auto phone line is open, 254-662-1660. I'm watching it, and you get to see behind the scenes of how the coaches interact with the players in the middle of the game, after the game. We talked about Jeff Grimes earlier this week, how he says, hey, look, if you guys just want to end it here, be done. We all get on the plane. We go home. We end it at halftime. We can do that. That's a thing that we can manufacture, which I thought was legendary. Then watching yesterday, Dave Aranda said a dirty Ooh. word, and which we, yeah. we, we don't expect to see that on Baylor Plus, right? When they, put the, they bring the cameras behind the scenes, and I bet somebody out there is like, oh, I feel really weird about them talking about this. But no, Baylor actually put this out. Baylor put out 
Um, of course, they censor everything. But you get yeah. to see a different side of Dave Aranda and company who, contrary to popular belief, can actually light fires under butts. You know, Dave mentioned some F-bombs, uh, I guess, last year against Texas State. And and Dave and the coaches, you know, football's a different sport. They were very colorful in firing their team up at halftime, something that we don't get to see very often. I think, honestly, Drake, I think it's like a brilliant PR move. Weirdly, I think it's it's great. Because, I mean, what do the people... So even when Baylor's going to start winning this year, people are still going to be like, oh, you know, Dave Aranda is just reading children's books. He's not going to get them fired up. All he does is appreciate the question. Now you get a little look back into that. He he will drop some F-bombs, which he uh, clearly loves to do. Um, no, I think this is great. And like we, we talked about this earlier in the week, I did not expect this. I did not expect... I expected just really watered down type of coverage which look i mean whatever like that's kind of what you expect Uh with an in-house thing but especially with a school like baylor but they have not man they're they're cutting it loose it makes me wonder what is what is left on the cutting room floor but i don't know about you man this has been getting me fired up all week this i think will change some people's minds about the coaching staff it will baylor plus has in a weird way so the reason i didn't think it'd be a great thing is because all right who's going to pay for this it's this subscription thing so how well would the subscriptions work out well anybody be investing you have to pay money to get the behind the scenes look and if i'm paying money to get a 17 minute long form interview with the running backs coach about what he had for breakfast this morning i have zero interest in that but we didn't get that we got actual unabridged partially edited locker room talk between coaches and players and a different side that i wasn't expecting to see them put out i mean even if we I mean, do get we that. We haven't even seen this no. as, as media. We haven't seen this, Dave. No, not at all. I mean, but, you know, open practices, we come out. And yeah. I, well, I would like to know, I'm going to ask Dave on Monday, how, how do you treat your practices differently? How do you do things differently because ESPN Plus is in the room? And the answer may be that they don't. That's what it looks That's like. That's what it looks like. They don't yeah. look at the cameras. You're getting, you're getting something that very few universities get, especially a Baylor. Everything's kind of tucked away. We now get to see the raw, colorful emotion. Right. I just used the word emotion describing Dave Aranda. Yes. And, of, of course, you do have to pay for it. You do have to pay to see this. You do have to pay for it, yes, which is Baylor. But, I mean, look, this is like the best-case scenario for the streaming service. I mean, maybe it also saves some jobs on the coaching staff just from a fan's point of view. But, like... They, like you just said, I mean, they clearly, they're not paying attention to the cameras. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they always do. We are, this is what it's for, to learn the other side of these programs, of these coaches, of these players. And I'm just, I'm kind of ecstatic, Drake. I think I'm going to, I'm going to get it. I think I'm going to yeah, get I, rid of Netflix and stick my seven ninety nine a month for Baylor Plus. I think it's, they're worth, doing a great job promoting it too, to be fair. They are. And at first yeah. they, they weren't because there wasn't much to promote. The team was terrible. Right. Now that the team won one game, they post the Jeff Grimes clip. You kind of get the back, the, the, the view of uh, the backstage view of Blake Shapin with that final kick. And as somebody who, for me, I have felt so disconnected from Baylor football. I'm in the media. It, the, the disconnect has been – that's been, I think, the biggest part, even when they were winning with, with Dave. Oh, yeah. Is it, it just didn't feel like the same connection. I'm at Which practice. is great. Well, I mean, it's fine when you're winning, but when you're not, it's, it becomes deeper. We're talking to Dave twice a week at practice, sidelines of the games, and it still felt like I am disconnected. I don't know these coaches. I don't have it. I don't feel like – because that's what fans love. 
having this off the field relationship with Nick Saban or yeah, Kirby especially Smart, college, right? Blaine Kiffin. It's the I feel like my head coach knows me and I know my head coach. Baylor, it's hey, we are arm's length at best. And now it's welcome backstage. You get to see everything behind the scenes. And to me, that is only going to do leaps and bounds for a coach that had two weeks ago, a week ago, completely lost the fan base. And now with that kind of exclusive coverage of, oh, he is getting into the players. Oh, he is giving speeches. Now I'll say this. It does kind of had a buddy who was watching it with me who played a lot of big time football. And I won't give away any names. He said, you know what? These coaches, their speeches just aren't doing it for me. They're not doing it for me. And it's still Baylor. You know, it's still mm-hmm. scaled back from what yeah. you get. At the, you watch the Urban Meyer Swamp documentary. Don't be, don't be misconstrued here. It is still Baylor. You know, Dave comes after the game and says, hey, you know, appreciate the effort. I mean, this is post-game UCF win. He walks in, cool as a cucumber, doesn't ride the roller coaster of emotions, says, I appreciate the effort. We gave it our all. And then he says, you know, I really like, I appreciate how Monterey was running over people. He says it in that tone. And that's when the locker room just ignites, just right? Yeah. They have to bring Dave Aranda out of that funk. But he's still, he's got this weird, uncanny uh, way to fire you up in a calm way. Now, having watched him behind the scenes on Baylor Plus. And I, I didn't get paid to say this. And again, I'm probably going to get a nasty phone call. It's like, hey, we heard it. You said that Dave Aranda was cussing on that here Baylor Plus. You released it. This is yes, this is was, what you gave yeah. to the world is the Baylor coaches behind the scenes. It's it's I'm telling you, it's brilliant for Baylor. Just I, I don't think they obviously could have planned what the start of the season was going to be like, but I think they probably did feel a disconnect. And I mean, you and I, we, we laughed at the trailers a little bit like the Baylor story is one of the greatest in college athletics. And yeah. I'm like, is it? Yeah, I mean, we love Baylor, but is it? Is it? And it's probably not, but... Basketball-wise, not like you said, like, But like you said, though, I mean, there's not many schools that are going to... If this continues throughout the different teams and throughout the school year with the other sports, there's very few schools in the country that have that, that have that level of in-depth, especially a school Baylor size, to have that in-depth coverage. And I, I think that's going to get people fired up. I mean, that, that's going to get recruits interested. That's going to get people who want to go to school here interested. It's, I mean, when I was looking, so I'm from Massachusetts, and when I was looking at Baylor, I was searching, scrounging for anything on YouTube, right? And if I had had some service like this, it would have been perfect. And I didn't think it was going to fire me up this much. But here we are, man. I'm, I'm a Baylor Plus crony now. Who would have thought that we would open the show today so Baylor positive so. on our all Texas I didn't even, show? <laughs> who, thought, who thought even a week ago that we would open up uh, talking about Baylor Plus? Right. And I didn't think it's that. a good thing that we enjoy and that we like. Yeah, they, I thought they, we'd be laughing at it. They have they have won me over with this week's content at Baylor Plus. And also, I will say these coaches are all the first ones at church on Sunday. I I know that that that's the fact. That's a fact. You know, you got get a guy like Dallas Baker who played for Florida, one of the most played ram, for the Swamp Kings, yeah. rambunctious programs uh, in, in all of college football Chaotic. history. And still, I mean that that's the kind of guy that seems so tame on these videos and that first one, you know, at church on Sunday, all these coaches are the same way, but you get a look into what their coaching style is like, and it's better than what we expected. Uh, Cam, you weren't here yesterday for the great Texas Rangers celebration show. I know. This is the first time. Where where were you in 2016? Do you remember where you were? Yeah, I'm a little older than you. I was at Baylor, actually. I was living in the center on Bagby. You know that one? Yeah, it was a great place. That was when um, 
That was around the time that former Baylor commit Parrish Cobb was uh, committing some armed robberies right outside that building. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 2016, I was a, a sophomore at Baylor when that happened, when that, when that sweep happened. I couldn't drive a car. And yeah. the next time the I didn't have a beard. made the ALDS, I have graduated college. Yeah. So it had been a little bit since I got to see the Rangers do this, at least make it here. I, we talked to Rich Hollenberg yesterday, ESPN Ray studio host. At the end of the game, at the end of the series, it just felt like Tampa Bay didn't want to be there. This Checked is, out. I mean, Absolutely yeah. had checked the card. Yeah. And I, you see it. You see MLB teams specifically that go on a massive tear to start the year. That's never the team that wins the World Series. It never works out. You wear yourself out by mid-August, and by the time the season ends, hey, we gave it a hell of a run. We broke a lot of records at the beginning of the year. We're good. I mean, that series had two of them, really. I mean, the Rays had a better start than the Rangers, but, I mean, if you would ask the Rangers fans on Memorial Day, they'd be like, yes, this team's going to win 100 games. They're going to win the division. Uh, they'll have that bye. And they would have said that about both those teams. Neither of them did. And so coming into it, it was kind of like, who's going to check out first? Like, who is more demoralized? And honestly, I thought it was going to be the Rangers because they went up to the final day and it was such a stark difference. Whereas again, Tampa knew for the final week of the season, they were not going to win the division and that they were planning for this series with either Houston or Texas and, and they were going to play them at home. And I think credit to the Rangers, man. They, they stuck it all behind them. They continued what was close to a record for the Rays for consecutive scoreless innings in yeah. the playoffs. I mean, absolutely shut them down. You got two beyond quality starts from your starters when you really needed them. And now they, they've got to have some confidence going into it against a team that hasn't played in a week. CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. The CMC Auto Group phone line. 254-662-1660 for you to get in on the action. Uh, Cam, Rangers pitching staff yes. was what we thought would lose them. I didn't think the Rangers had enough to go three <laughs> games, a three-game series, much less five. And you get two of the best starts you could possibly imagine from a team that has had decent starting pitching and a really bad bullpen. But both of those things were how you say good. Yeah, and look, I mean, no team has three guys that they're going to put out back to back to back that you're expecting seven innings, one run out of like, no, no team's doing that anymore. But especially with the Rangers going into it, you were like, who is in this staff? Like who, who is going to give them one of those seven inning one run games? You've got two of them, mm -hmm. two of them. I mean, just incredible. Uh, it was the, like the Baylor plus is for us. That was the best case scenario for the Rangers now, of course, that bullpen is still a question mark, but now you're matched up against a team in Baltimore that has similar issues on the bump. Not as bad, but these are these are two slugging teams. These are not two pitching defense kind of old school teams. The Texas Rangers, Baltimore Orioles, noon on tomorrow. Noon tomorrow. Noon tomorrow. There's no other games at that time. No other big sporting events at that time, so tune into the Rangers. I can guarantee you that... The Orioles will have more than 19,000 people in attendance. That's a, I'd like to think so. A pretty safe bet yeah. there. Are the Terps at home? Oh, is, they might is be. Is Towson at home? How about Johns Hopkins? They might that be. That might be tough. That's going to take some the of the attendance Maryland away. Terrapins playing for the undefeated 5-0. and Maryland Terrapins might mm, be playing football. Tell this your weekend. kids about the Turtles.
The Orioles are obviously favorites in the game. The over-under is eight. The Baltimore money line is minus 145. Uh, for the Rangers, I don't know if we've gotten a starting pitcher yet. I don't know if we've thrown out the... I guess you probably would nope. lean Dunning. On, probably Dunning. That's six days of rest coming off of short rest. That's likely where you go is Dane Dunning. For the O's, they have had all of the rest they could possibly want. Um, yeah. they, Which could know, be a bad thing. Do you think that's a bad thing? That that would be the, the, the part of the conversation. Typically baseball right. be a bad thing. If your pitching staff is bad, then I think it matters less. Right with with the Rangers, if you have some time to rest, it's like all right, good. See, I I think that would matter more. So, so what, because what I'm it's trying not to say necessarily is, your pitching; it's going to be your hitting and timing that's off. If, and both exactly. these teams are going to. That's what I'm it. saying. So, for the Rangers who have bad pitching, this a, a gap wouldn't be bad. If the Orioles were an unbelievable pitching team and their bats were just okay, this would look a lot worse. But the Orioles are not an unbelievable pitching team. No. They're, they're solid. You're listening solid. to ESPN solid. Central Texas, uh, and for. The Rangers, who are certainly worse with the pitching staff, the offense is better. Your offense is hot. The Orioles just sat for a week. There were no live ABs for a week. To me, oh, that hurts the O. You can't replicate that. I think so. I mean, I'm looking at – I was looking this morning at the team ERAs because I knew Baltimore wasn't an excellent pitching team, but it surprised me. I was like, man, this, this team is actually built a lot like the Rangers um, for a team that won 11 more games in the regular season in probably a tougher division, fairly, but tougher. Um, I was surprised at that. So, yeah, I think it does favor the Rangers. Now, you're playing a, five, a best of five rather than a best of three. So, you know, whereas with Tampa, if your timing was off in a three-game series, you don't really have time to recover. Baltimore would but I think in this first game on the road so crucial obviously I think that is going to favor the Rangers and I don't want to put too much of the non-statistical stuff in here but I mean this is a team that was counted out at the beginning of the week they're facing a team that won 99 games on the road in the wild card and just absolutely took it to them hammer meat nail and they've been on the road for a week now um these guys are kind of probably with an us-against-the-world mentality, and I don't think they're flinching at the fact that they, had to, that they have to play Baltimore. They played them twice earlier in the season, um, and I think that it ended up being 3-3. Three and three. They split the season series, but like they, I don't think they're buying into the hype. I think they're too busy to be buying into the hype of this 101-win Orioles team and, and the huge crowd that they're going to have there and how hyped that place is going to be, even with the Terps football game going on. I, I don't think... They're intimidated one bit, especially with the momentum coming in. So momentum isn't as great in baseball as it might be in, like, basketball or hockey. But um, I really think they are in a good spot mentally and physically with not having the break Baltimore's had. The Do you buy into that a little bit? Here's what I buy into. I, yeah, yeah. Please tell me. I, well, you think about Bruce Bochy and the experience of the Rangers and what that gives you compared to a young Baltimore team. There'll be a lot of hype. It'll be an energetic crowd. This, if this game was a 7 p.m. game, I'd be much more worried. Oof, yeah, I'd be much. There more is something worried. to. I mean, Bochi. I mean, there is something to Bochi having been there and done that. Like, I know managers in baseball aren't what coaches are in other sports, but this is a guy who knows how to handle this. And his Giants teams were not like this Rangers team, but he's been through all this crap before. He knows how to handle this. Brandon Hyde, great season. He's still my vote for uh, manager of the year over Bochi, but hasn't been there. This team this, hasn't been there. 
the secret weapon. Just like the Rangers. For the mm. Texas Rangers, Max Scherzer, who threw a pain-free bullpen a couple days ago and huh. is pushing to join the team for the ALDS. I Obviously, we're not going to see him Saturday. I There's no chance we see him Sunday. But if on Tuesday, home no. game, no. 7 o'clock, oh, no. out he marches, Max Scherzer, I think the lid, the literal lid, would come off of the place. It would be the best the Rangers fans have sounded. I guarantee it. Yeah. That place would be a cauldron if he comes out there. And I said I'm not going to bring in the sentimental stuff, but again, the lift that gives your team, just him out there for the top half of the first inning, even if he gives you four, the lift that your team and your ballpark gets and your relievers get when you're like, hey, Max is out there. We're probably not going to have to clean up a mess, but we might have to give a couple extra innings here. Let's do it, man. Max yeah. is out there grinding for us. This is, a, this is a gamer. He's won everything in the game. He doesn't need to be out there. He doesn't need to be pushing himself back. But he's doing that crap for us, bro. That lifts everybody, man. That would be a huge emotional lift for the Rangers and advantage for the Rangers, and even if, if it's 2-0. If we find out, right, if it's if it's 2-0 Rangers, either 0-2 or 2-0 for the Rangers, this is a, a game that clinches, if this is a game that, that could decide your season continues or ends, uh, either way Max Scherzer going out is going to ignite the place. Even at a game apiece, having no him doubt. out there activates your offense, activates your fan base. And I'll say this, looking at tickets for Game 3 right now in Arlington, 90. I know you have. I know you've been doing that. I oh yeah, already bought mine. Sixth <laughs> inning of yesterday's of uh, of Wednesday's games. Yes, ninety two dollars is ninety two ninety four is about the cheapest you can find them. Then give your fees on top of that. It's looking at over hundred bucks, which honestly for a, for postseason playoffs, baseball, baby. that's not bad. This is. I mean, I, I bought mine right behind home plate, third deck, hundred and thirty bucks. I feel like Ooh. I got it after fees. I feel like I got a deal. Man, an absolute they're deal. Giving you a good, they're giving you a good paycheck over there at ESPN. And then on Sunday, when the Rangers say, you know what? Max Scherzer's starting on Tuesday night. Just $200, $250. Oh, Those prices spike through the roof. So if you've got any shot, any chance, you live in Waco, you live in Grosbeck, you live in Alvarado, I, Tuesday, 7 p.m. T- if you live in Alvarado, thank you Get for picking there. up our stream. <laughs> and watching on YouTube. Uh, that is, Tuesday is going to be the game. This is where Rangers fans prove, hey, look, it's a baseball market, uh, which it is to an extent. It's just not as much a professional baseball market as Houston. In Dallas, in the Metro, you've got a lot of high school, college baseball fans. That's who they give their allegiance to. Because and it's, products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids coming out of there, not necessarily, you know, big Rangers diehards. Right. It's the opposite where I grew up. Everybody Red Sox. Yes, but we don't produce a lot. A lot of talent. I mean, look, I can get down the list, but I'm not going to do that. But, yeah, to, to your point, it's not – I wouldn't call it a baseball town. Um, I don't think they would call themselves a baseball town. It's a, it's um, a baseball town, but it's not a, it's not a pro baseball town. I guess. No, Texas is a baseball Harris. state. People love the sport of it, baseball here. I mean, no. I mean, yes, but it's a football state. Okay, fine. It can be both. This is a volleyball town. <laughs> Texas is a football state. Yeah. Coming Come up. On. Didn't you ever see the rookie? I yes. They hate baseball. 
They hate baseball. I told you, Scarcia, same announcer in the movie. Coming up, yeah. it's the Red River Shootout slash Red River Rivalry. Why did they change the name? I guess we can ask Corey Mose, KVU, KVUE in Austin, joins the Drake Toll Show. Cowboys football 2023. Shotgun for Prescott. Looking left, looking right. Only heard here. You check down to Dowdle on the right side, running hard. All season. Rico Dowdle, touchdown Cowboys. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers live from Levi's Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the 49ers Sunday starting with the pregame at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They spend 
specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. It's the Drake Toll Show. Oh, it's Friday. The end of the work week. Como se dice. Yes, it is. I feel like we've heard this on the show this week. so good, Mace. Yeah. That is Cameron Stewart all dressed up for a wedding today. That is Aaron Sexton running the board. And it's the Oklahoma Sooners all dressed up for a funeral. Bye-bye Big 12, Red River shootout, Red River rivalry. I asked Cam, I said, Cam, who's the most famous guest you can get to talk this game? And Cam, I think you've you've outdone yourself. Easy, man. I said I can get the best-dressed guy in Austin. He covers the Longhorns for KVUEA. Had him unlocked on Baylor a few weeks ago. He was awesome. My personal friend, you know, Drake, we actually overlapped covering even bigger games. I'm talking Permian Midland Legacy, oh, wow. Permian OHS. So he, this is a step down in terms of those that stage. Mr. Corey Mose. Corey, how you doing? Bro, what's poppin'? Hey, Cam, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. I think you have the best intro that I've ever heard. I mean, I really appreciate it. Uh, and to be on the show, look for Corey. For you, it's so easy. Good. It's so easy. Oh my goodness! Thank and you. Yeah. Thank you. But I gotta talk to Drake about the BYU experience, dude. Like, you're a fan favorite out there. That's crazy. Oh, Corey, it was. I mean, it's one of the coolest places to watch college football because you don't expect when you walk in to find such a sober rabid fan base that loves their football and the way that they rally around people who like like for me i'm wearing a byu shirt today <laughs> for those that, that support byu Naturally. and rep the brand they uh they'll love you till you're dead so i i got to see that firsthand it was it was awesome um and i'm i'm hoping that especially after last year's stadium clearing blowout this texas ou game can have uh, a, a mimic of that rabid atmosphere yeah, I would hope so, too. And, you know, with that blowout last year, you know, this first game is going to be, at least the first half, going to be straight emotion. You know, and Sark tried to talk about it this week in the press conferences, saying how you need to starve your distractions and feed your focus. That's been the message 
all week long. They're trying to focus in on what the job is at hand, and that's beating OU without having to do the whole theatrics of it being Red River. And Greg Sankey going to show up to, uh, tomorrow with the SEC commissioner trying to see his first look at this rivalry. And, of course, you know, the talk of, hey, you beat the crap out of these guys last year. Um, they don't want to get beaten again. So that's, that's been the conversation this week. And I think this is a team that has shown these distractions haven't really gotten to them yet, especially in the week against Alabama. And so this may be the team that has that type of experience that doesn't get distracted and can handle business on the biggest of stages. And you touched on it a little bit there, Corey, but when we talked a few weeks ago before the Baylor-UT game, you were saying, you know, there's still a little anxiety in Longhorn Nation, and it's going to take more than just the regular season for them to use the word back, right? But Mm -hmm. since then, blowout win at Baylor, blowout win over ranked Kansas, and again, a team that you took to the woodshed last year. So has there been any feeling amongst the fan base or amongst the team that – they might be taking these Sooners a little bit lightly this time. Yeah, that week was specifically important, Cam, just because, you know, we talked about it that week. You know, Texas is always playing yeah. down the competition, and we didn't want to be rude, but Baylor... And once you, and once you beat the Texas. class of the conference like Baylor, it's, it becomes yeah, a lot yeah, easier yeah, after yeah. that. Yeah. But it was the fact that they dominated Baylor. You know what I'm saying? The fact that they only scored nine points. And, yeah. You know, going into the game, you expected Texas to win by a lot. But whenever you have those games, Texas doesn't win by a lot. But that game specifically against Baylor, man, they really showed that we're the better team and we're not going to play down to the competition. And that was the first time Texas fans have seen that in a long time. And then you backdoor and you do that against Kansas with no Jalen Daniels, you know, okay, going into that game, that was going to be the first true test we felt like post-Alabama, but, you know, Jalen Daniels didn't play, and so you expect to blow out Kansas with no Jalen Daniels, and that's exactly what they did. And so I I think now that Texas is not only beating teams, but they're beating down teams that they should beat down, that's been a good sign for these Texas fans to know that maybe this year is different. Uh, and, And I think that's where the fan base is at, but, of course, until you get past this game, no one's really sure about this Texas team. You know, Corey, my assessment of Quinn Ewers to this point has certainly been that he's better than last year. He seems much more mature than last season in his decision-making on the field. And maybe more than anything, he hasn't had to play hero. At this point, we have not seen peak Quinn Ewers because we haven't needed to. Jonathan Brooks, as good as he's been. Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell making plays. I mean, This Texas offense doesn't need Quinn Ewers to be the end-all, be-all to win games despite his ability to do so. Do you agree with that? Does it feel like we, we've yet to see Pete Quinn Ewers almost because we don't need to? Uh, I, I will say against Bama, we did get to see a little glimpse of what Quinn can really do in this offense when they give him the key. Because against Bama, Jonathan Brooks hadn't been that guy yet. Cedric Baxter wasn't that guy yet. And so they had to lean on Quinn, you know, and, and they did. And he balled out. He had the best game so far this year. Uh, and that's the weird thing with Quinn that if you look at his track record, when it comes to these big games, he shows up. I mean, low-key, starting all the way back to last year against Alabama, first drive, he goes down the field, uh, takes him into the scoring position, then gets hurt, fast-forward to the Alamo Bowl, falls out against Washington. This year against Bama, falls out against them. I mean, last year in the Red River, <laughs> went crazy. Yeah. So in these big games, it's, right. it's weird how Quinn kind of steps up 
in these games. Uh, and, you know, when you go against the Oklahoma State or the TCUs or the Kansas State, like, yeah, he's shaky a little bit. But for some reason, when the lights are on, we loves it. And so that has been a big difference this year. Of course, another year in the system is allowing Quinn to kind of make better reads. He has more control of the offense. He's making audibles at the line of scrimmage. Incorporating more RPOs is always a great thing for Quinn. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, his legs. I mean, this is something that we haven't seen or expected out of Quinn. Leading the conference, with tied for the lead in the conference, rushing touchdowns with five, which is crazy to hear from Quinn Ewers. Like, he's <laughs> talking to town is like, is he a dual threat? Like, is he a legit dual threat quarterback? Uh, but he, he lost 15 pounds over the summer. And so with losing that weight, He's more comfortable at running the football. Uh, he told us the reason why he lost that weight is because he stopped eating Chick-fil-A. Uh, I don't know if I could do that. But, yeah. Uh, damn. Damn. What a knock to Chick-fil-A, man. They're, they're upset. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? You messed up your NIL deal right there. But, um, yeah, so he lost that weight, and he's using his legs more often. And watch on Saturday when he uses his legs. Because he, he only tends to use them in critical situations, like a third down, third and seven, 30 and eight. When teams go man in coverage, he sees it. He recognizes it. He takes off. Fourth down, fourth and five, fourth and four. There's been times where he just takes off his legs where the defense isn't accounting for Quinn to be a runner because he's not known of it. But he knows that. And so now he's using it to an advantage, and it's a real cool thing to see another aspect in this offense that you have to look out for. Talking to Corey Mose, covering the Longhorns for KVUE down in Austin. We just talked about Quinn there, but let's look at the other side at quarterback, Corey. Dylan Gabriel has been better than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> Definitely looks like that that shoulder is fully healed. Uh, Jeff Lebby is kind of in his bag surrounding Dylan Gabriel. And, I mean, looking at Alabama's quarterback situation, to them playing Sawyer Robertson, to them playing Jason Bean, who's a pretty good backup, to be fair, is yeah, this far and away the best quarterback Texas has faced? Oh, for sure. I, I actually talked about this Wednesday night when I anchored the show about how, you know, yes, the one knock I guess you can have against Texas is they haven't faced a real big-time quarterback, and this will be their first test. You know, Jalen Daniels was supposed to be, you know, the little little appetizer to a good quarterback, but they weren't able to experience that last week. So now they're going to get the main full course right now uh, and Dylan Gabriel. And specifically with Dylan, that kind of worries me when it comes to this Texas defense is that he's really good at what Texas is weak at. Uh, or I guess it's, I, should, I wouldn't say weak. It's just it's the weakest thing that they have on defense is the deep ball. Uh, you saw it against Kansas. They gave up a touchdown with a deep pass against Baylor. Baylor got a deep ball against mm-hmm. them as well. And so a lot of miscommunication uh, – let me rephrase that. Some miscommunication on different plays here and there throughout this season – has been the one weak point in this defense. And I think it's a testament of how many guys are playing in the secondary. So Sark this year, he's rotating a lot of guys on on the defensive line, of course, but also in the secondary. I mean, you have a four- or five-man rotation at corner. You have a four- or five-man rotation at safety. You're going to see about four different safeties uh, in the game on Saturday because he wants to keep everybody fresh, and he has that much trust in the depth of this team. Now, with that, when you rotate guys, communication is so important in the back end. And so I feel like that's why these big plays have been giving up with Texas because it's a new guy that you're communicating with in the secondary. And so when you're going against a guy like Dylan Gabriel, who can really punish you for that, that's kind of scary. And that will be the one way I feel like Oklahoma stays in this game 
is they're able to connect on the deep balls. If they're not able to do that, I don't see how Oklahoma stays in this game. Hey, Corey, were you surprised? You know, ESPN's FPI gives Oklahoma a 55% chance to win this game. A couple <laughs> different analytics and metrics like the Sooners in this. I mean, this, to me, it doesn't make any sense why on paper it's an OU victory when Texas, if you watch these two teams, looks so much better. I don't, I don't know. I, like, I don't know who's behind it or who's trying to, like, start some stuff. But, like, just look at the tape. Just watch the games. I mean, Oklahoma ain't played nobody, if we're being honest. You know, they really have it. And they gave up points right. to Iowa State. Yeah. I mean, no offense to that. The Cyclones, but come on, dude. You don't have Brock Purdy anymore. I mean, um, for sure, no offense to the Cyclones, yeah. Yeah, like, come on, dude. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know who's pulling the strings at ESPN, <laughs> but whoever they are, they're, they're, they must have been smoking some crack. I don't know, dude. <laughs> 50%, you know, over 50% for Oklahoma to win this game. Uh, I get it. You have the emotion from last year. And I, I do think that's going to play a factor, but I only think it's going to play a factor in the first half. Uh, Texas is out to their opponent 56 to 15 in the fourth quarter. And the reason why is because of what I just mentioned. Starting loves to rotate guys. Guys are fresh in the fourth. The D line's fresh, the secondary's fresh. No one's tired. And so that's why you see this defense locking up so good in the fourth quarter because everyone is still healthy and no one's tired and they're still giving it a go. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the ESPN metric. I don't know how that, how that happened. But hey, look. I bet Stark is using it for bullets. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Got to, got to. And, and Corey, let's let's play let's play fast forward here, okay? It's not gonna be forty nine nothing probably, but let's just say <laughs> UT wins again and it's rather convincing. Okay, they cover. Um, yeah. Having had forty nine nothing, then a convincing victory going into the SEC, I feel like that has to change the vibe a little bit because the the, the talk going into once this decision was made before last football season was. UT's going to be left behind in the SEC. They're going to be A&M, maybe worse. Uh, OU will probably be fine because of the brand, and, and they can't fall the way that UT has. Uh, but how would that change? Just some momentum for a program going into the SEC where this is going to be 3 versus 12 every week, you would think, um, to have a couple of big wins over your biggest rival and the other team that's coming in here. Yeah, and you make a good point there, Cam, because that definitely was this year. You know, Texas is going to get manhandled going to the SEC. And I think the reason why is because Oklahoma has been the team of the past that has the big bodies up front. You know, they've had the guys that go first round on the offensive line in the NFL draft. You know? But this year you're seeing the change of a guard. You know, against Alabama, Texas was the one that was able to run the ball down Alabama's throat knowing that they had to run the ball. Texas was the one that stopped Alabama running the football on the defensive line because they have these big humans up front. That's what Sark loves to call them, big humans. And Sark has made this team and built this team from the inside out. And now you're seeing it in year three, all the recruits that he's gotten, and Kyle Flood, the the offensive line and the D-line coach, um, showing and proving that these guys can develop into these big bodies. And now they're manhandling people. And you see that on the on the rush defense and the way that Jonathan Brooks has been able to run the ball on offense, this offensive line and defensive line, they are nasty. And so when they go to the SEC now, they can compete with the Georgias. They can compete with the Alabamas, something that before the season started, we didn't know. But now we have a clear vision of Stark was right. you got to get big humans. And I feel like Oklahoma has fallen off when it comes to recruiting big humans up front and in the trenches. 
Corey, before we get you out of here, how do you think this thing plays out? I don't even need a score prediction unless you want to give one, but what do you expect out of the Red River rivalry? Yeah, I do think the first half will be competitive. I mean, it's going to be off emotion for sure. I'm sure Oklahoma has a lot of tricks up their sleeve, probably a fake punt somewhere or, you know, a, a fake field goal somewhere. Um, and so you got to look out for that. That's going to be a momentum changers in the first half. But I really do think in the second half, being in this environment, all these guys with this experience that Texas has, the entire offense played in this game last year, except for Adonai Mitchell. He's the, last, he's the only one that didn't play last year. Um, and so that's a factor. I mean, it's experience in this type of environment. I feel like no one's really talking about that for Texas. But they've been there. They've done that. And they won on this stage before. So they know what it takes. And so that's why it's like first half is going to be close. A lot of emotion involved. But once you make these halftime adjustments, once you really start to grind and put those big bodies on Oklahoma, I think in the second half, Texas kind of runs away with this one. Uh, I think it'll be a two-score win for Texas. And I just think in the fourth quarter, you get to really see the effect of being able to rotate guys in and out and having a team that's been in these moments before compared to a quarterback on the other side who this will be his first ever Red River rivalry. Cam, you nailed it. How much more Corey Mose can we get? <laughs> I would love as hey, much man. Corey Mose as we can going forward. I can't get enough Corey Mose. Appreciate it. Corey, Corey thanks. thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for joining the show today, Corey. That was great. Love y'all, man. Keep doing what y'all are doing. Keep being great, man. Y'all are awesome. He did it. He did it big. That's Corey Mose, KVUE, KVUE in Austin, talking Red River Shootout slash Red River Rivalry. When did they change the name? And what would it mean if, me, if Oklahoma won this game outright? That's up next here on the Drake Toll Show. This is ESPN Central Texas. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 46 years in a row. Come to the largest showroom in Texas and experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. Is buying a home on your wish list? Whether you are looking for your first home or your next home, an educated home buyer is the best home buyer. NeighborWorks Waco. Free home buyer education workshop walks you through the home buying process and answers your questions about everything from money management, understanding credit, obtaining a mortgage loan, and shopping for a home to protecting your investment. NeighborWorks Waco has assisted over 3,200 families in achieving their dreams of home ownership. Visit us at nw-waco.org and let us help you make home ownership a reality. 
Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddix Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddix Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB 106271E. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today an exceptional experience and extraordinary results that's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at cherry johnson sigmund james law firm craig cherry ryan johnson mark sigmund and scott james are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. It is the Drake Toll Show on a Friday. Drake Toll, Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexting running the board. And, you know, it's been a a pretty tame week. Oh, no. That's the breaking You're news kidding. signal, Cam. You're kidding. I've got a source who just radioed in that this week no. Baylor's in-game announcer is not Dale Wallace. It's not Nate Hilgenkamp. It is not the Bears in the wild guy. Damn. The Baylor in-game stadium announcer that will walk through the stands and fire the crowd up is Mr. Sickum. Marcus Lee, TJ TJ Franklin's dad, who they always pan to, and he's got the green and gold cowboy hat on and the sunglasses, the big guy who dances. He's Baylor's in-game host this week. That's huge. That's (gasps) huge. Watch the line move. Watch the line move. Baylor. That guy has been. That guy has been. The game day promotions this year, even not as as the as the MC, the host. Nothing. He is just. 
Like, there were times beginning of the season where he was our only hope as Baylor fans. He was the only thing injecting juice into that building. This is huge. Baylor fan engagement has finally won. They, That's big. They have finally won going into this weekend. Mr. Sikkim will be the in-game announcer. Um, we had a, a text, CNC Collision text line, asking, what would the ramifications be for the Big 12 if Oklahoma wins this game against Texas? And to me, first and foremost, it's the fact that the Big 12 likely does not get a playoff team in. I don't see Oklahoma going undefeated. I think Oklahoma slips against one or two teams. Texas, an undefeated or a one-loss Texas, will go to the playoff. But if they lose to Oklahoma, I see this thing maybe not spiraling, but them at least losing another game somewhere down here to a TCU or a Kansas State. And ultimately the Big 12 not getting a team into the postseason. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, And... If you AI generated the rest of the season after an OU victory, it would probably be the worst of both worlds because the way you see the schedule playing out, not only would you not have a playoff team, but you would probably have those two teams playing in the Big 12 championship, which is absolutely not what Brett Yormark wants to see, nor do the fans of the Hateful Eight want to see. And it would... Because, uh, I mean, even if OU runs the table after that, or, or they lose one game, which is what I'd probably expect and, and pick them to do, uh, they're not in that playoff picture either. And I think Texas is so head and shoulders above the rest of the conference that I've, I've penciled them into Arlington already. Uh, look, no one can mess this up like they can mess this up. But I think they're there already. And if you have an OU victory on, on t- tomorrow, Saturday, um, I think you could well see those two teams in Arlington for the championship game and neither one of them go to the playoff, which is just the worst-case scenario for the conference. The ramifications being a Texas OU-Arlington matchup and everyone— Great for the ratings— Everyone that's a Big 12 fan being excited, the SEC fans be excited. You bring in more competition or almost scared. I don't think any SEC fan was scared of Texas or Oklahoma prior to the season. But now you look at two very good Texas and Oklahoma teams. And what does the SEC have right now? Georgia is good, not elite. Good. They have not been as good as they have been the last couple well, we of seasons. We don't know. Right. We're still, the jury's still out. They are number one, but we don't know. To the point where their head coach has come out and said, hey, the entire SEC should be ranked. Every team. We're not bad. The SEC is just really, really good. So good. And all, what fuel to the fire if it was Baylor, or excuse me, Texas, Oklahoma, and the Big 12 championship? The two teams are coming in. Brilliant PR by Kirby, man. Because he's got a tough game this week with Kentucky. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, they should all be ranked. So if we lose this, I mean, you know, to Kentucky is ranked, but yeah. uh, that just that makes every loss just a little bit more quality if they come. And five and zero undefeated Kentucky going to the Hedges in Athens, Georgia, yeah. Vern Lundquist's favorite place to watch a game. the The idea of Texas and Oklahoma both being good is scary to SEC schools when that conference is three and six against other conferences this season. Yeah, the SEC three and six against other conferences, it has not gone well for that league when playing other Power 5 schools. So in a down year, what is objectively a down year for the the SEC and a down year for the Big 12, the two teams between those conferences combined that have been maybe the most impressive overall, Texas and Oklahoma. Even when you parlay in the SEC and what they bring, Texas has already beaten Alabama. 
Georgia with Carson Beckett quarterback is not scaring anybody at the top yet yet and these two teams going to the SEC have now put fear in the eyes of the rest of that conference and shown that this is the cream of the crop in the Big 12 so the ramifications for the Big 12 it's a terrible terrible look when the rest of the conference is in shambles the Big 12 does not have another ranked team it's just Texas and Oklahoma you're losing the two ranked teams then you take the the four new teams Utah Arizona State Arizona and Colorado one of those teams is ranked that of the of the new 16 team Big 12 one team is ranked and if you add in Washington State and Oregon State three teams would be ranked <laughs> two of the schools you left off yeah. the table in this conversation um, currently are in the top 25 so ramifications are bad it would be a terrible look for the Big 12 if these two teams went to Arlington uh, although that gives to me, while my heart says I want Oklahoma to win, because seeing Texas win when they have left the conference and put the Big 12 out to dry, I, I hate that. But at the same time, at this point, you want Texas to, to run the table, to beat Oklahoma, to put in a, a Kansas State into the Big 12 championship, and if you're a Big 12 fan, a Baylor fan, have K-State, West Virginia, beat Texas in Arlington, and at least give you some sort of, of grace coming out of yeah. this thing. Yeah, same thing as last year, right? I mean, by the time, at least for us as Baylor people, once TCU beat Baylor, that was definitely what you were kind of rooting for as, as the conference was it was not a great year for the Big 12 in different ways. They were all kind of beating each other, whereas this year there's just no, no quality outside of those SEC teams that are still in the conference. Um, but that's exactly what happened last year. Still worked. Had a team in the playoff in the national championship game. It was the best look possible. Um, for the Big 12, even though both their finalists got blown out in their final bowl games. It's a bold call to be vacuuming during the show, Cam. Thank you for, that would be adding, unbelievable. for adding that touch. You have Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory back, the little bell that rang, too. What's yeah. that? I mean, geez. I think it might be cleaning time as well, ah. which they didn't tell me about, but here we are. Yeah, and yeah. The, uh, until I get evacuated, I'm here. Speaking of the SEC matchups this week, Texas and Oklahoma included. Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, will not be in attendance. However, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, will be. Let's break down the rest of that conference. Some big games coming up in the Southeast. This is the Drake Toll Show. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers live from Levi's Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. 
For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us listen to espn central texas online at syntexsportsfan.com attention coaches and parents just like you prioritize proper nutrition and conditioning for your kids on game day remember their dental health too stonewood dental is your mouth's defensive coordinator preventing toothaches and injuries that could bench them for the season their winning playbook Biannual checkups for cleanings and proactive oral health strategies. Stonewood Dental has you covered on and off the field. Call Stonewood Dental for a winning smile. Don't compromise. Get the treatment you deserve. Come check out the end of summer clearance sale at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. Many of our boats are now priced as low as they can go. You don't want to miss out on these incredible deals. Also, for a limited time, we're offering free accessories packages worth up to $2,750 with select Yamaha boats. Imagine the satisfaction you would feel owning a new boat. Visit our website, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com, or Google Marineland Boating Center. You can see in our reviews why we are the highest-rated boating center in Central Texas. Raise your hand if you're a Secretariat fan. At UBO Business Services, Secretariat is our inspiration. Secretariat gave his finest performance in the 1973 Belmont Stakes. He completed the race in a record 2 minutes, 24 seconds, winning by a record 31 lengths. This is our inspiration. Our goal is to outpace our competitors by providing an unrivaled customer experience. Reach out to UBO Business Services by calling Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Donde SL Drake Toll Show. Como se dice aquí? 
Drake Toll alongside Karen Stewart. Sure. Aaron Sexton running the mothership. There is college football this weekend. We'll take you around the SEC where this week, the biggest game maybe in the country features Alabama at Ole Miss of the three or four. It's a handful of games that are pretty big to circle. This one, all eyes in Central Texas should be on at 2.30. CBS, that's your primetime SEC game. And the tie, only favored by two. I was a little surprised by that. Now, I'm not sure about the Alabama Ole Miss game. I'm definitely tuning into the Alabama A&M game that's going on uh, tomorrow at 2.30 there, Drake. Um, Who's, who do they have this week? Alabama State? Florida A&M? Sure. Sure. Uh, anyway, looking at Alabama, I just I know the Aggies are fired up for this one, and they probably should be. I, I, A&M's got questions beyond the quarterback position, and they don't even know if is going to play tomorrow so this is this is a real intriguing one now for the non-aggie football fan it would probably be devastating to see them win and beat alabama again because they'll just ride that for a couple years um, especially with ut coming into the conference but i think this could be kind of a perfect setup for a&m in terms of i mean look jimbo is still kind of coaching for his job at this point even no matter how expensive that buyout is and uh, they have a lot less question marks than Alabama does, even though one's ranked and the other isn't. This is the best that A&M has gone into a game against Alabama in years. Even even with the win in 2021, this is the best they've looked against Alabama uh, for a long time. 2020. And they're not even ranked, Drake, and they're not even no, ranked. No, they're not ranked. And it's and- weird to be saying that. But they should be in a good in a good feeling today. Well, and, and their schedule has been above average. Their loss to Miami yeah, by good. fifteen was where looks you gave better up now. forty-eight points. It looks better, but Miami is still a top twenty team, not a top fifteen, top ten team. And sure. double digits. This game, the game wasn't really close past halftime. There were times you thought AM could pull back within, but the offense was not good enough. The defense was horrendous. Since then, you beat ULM. Auburn at nice. home is good, 27-10. I mean, that's first-year head coach Auburn team, question mark. Arkansas, yeah. who's lost three straight games, including a home game to BYU. You beat them by double digits in a neutral side game at Jerry World. Now you get Jalen Milrow in Alabama. Milrow, as you mentioned, kid that got benched, and then the backup yeah. quarterback was so bad he got benched. And then, yeah. and the third-string quarterback was so bad that everybody else got rebenched for Jalen Milrow. Yeah, and the kid from Notre Dame, his name's escaping me. I mean, he wasn't, he got plenty of chances to play at Notre Dame and couldn't stick it out there. So, yeah, why not bring him down to Alabama, see if that change of scenery works for him. It has not been a glowing first year for Tommy Reese down in Tuscaloosa. They, they have got problems outside of quarterback, but clearly their biggest problem is under center. Max Johnson, not a bad quarterback. I think he's better than Wegman. A&M has found its quarterback Probably. in Max Johnson, yeah. it seems. For, for Alabama, though, the defense, and, and you mentioned how good the A&M defense is, though. This Alabama defense is something Texas A&M has not seen. It's Correct, leaps yeah. and bounds better than Arkansas and Auburn, obviously better than Miami against Max Hey, look, Max Johnson, here, we're going to throw you into the fire. You're going to play the Alabama Crimson Tide. Place is going nuts. The atmosphere is going to be great. Johnny Manziel could do it. He could get that big win. I just don't think that Max Johnson comes in 
and beats Alabama this week. And I, I don't, I, I'm still of the idea that Saban has not lost it yet. That Jimbo has no. that. That at this point, Jimbo is staring down the barrel of four and two, which is just seems right fitting for AM. And albeit close, I still think Texas AM loses this game by seven or ten. Yeah, I would say it would need Johnson to have a game like Johnny Manziel had in the win against Alabama in Tuscaloosa, where he kind of came out of nowhere and built the big lead, basically had won the game by himself by the middle of the third quarter. And that there's a reason why that's still legendary, uh, is because it doesn't happen. So, yeah, it, it would take him really playing out of his shoes for a guy who we just don't know too much about yet uh, against a really good Alabama defense in order for them to even have the hope of, of making that big win and having them storm the field down in College Station. How about a top 25 matchup that we weren't expecting to be a top 25 matchup? By the way, call line, text line, CMC Auto Group call line, the CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. Talking SEC football this weekend, 254-662-1660. A ranked matchup between LSU and Missouri. Tiger on Tiger that? Crime. And Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz, sneaky 5-0 and here facing Jalen Daniels and the LSU Tigers who seem to already want to fire Brian Kelly after 20 games. Yeah, it's two teams going in different directions, man. I mean, I, no one thought this was going to be a ranked matchup when you looked at it preseason. And even a couple of weeks ago, you didn't think it was going to be, what, 21 versus 23? By the way, at this point in the season, the, re- the reason it's surprising it's a ranked matchup five weeks ago is different than what it is now. Now, right. you don't expect LSU to be ranked but right. you do see Missouri 5-0 Missouri being here. And that's no fluke 5-0, too, by the way. I mean, I still really like Kansas State. You know, I don't think they should be ranked right now, which they're not. But I, I think they're a team that could get back to Arlington for the Big 12 championship game. And Missouri played their butts off against them. It, yeah. it was a close game, but Missouri did not look like a fluke there. They don't look like a fluke now. And this is a golden opportunity for a team against a team that is reeling in LSU. This looks like a, a 2020 letdown LSU type of team. Um, this is a golden opportunity for Missouri to prove a lot of things past just this season of, hey, we, we can recruit here. We deserve to be in this conference, quite frankly, is what they're playing for this season uh, because you do have some big programs coming in next year. Um, and Missouri, not odd man out, not that they're going to get kicked out of the conference or anything, but outside of Vanderbilt and maybe Mississippi State, they are just a team that, that doesn't fit there in terms of you know where they're located and how they've performed on the football field. And this is a huge opportunity for them to prove a lot of people wrong. It, it is, it's, it's that noon game, uh, Eastern time, so 11 a.m. game for us down in, in Central Texas. Um, so early kickoff against a reeling team that's coming on the road. Your building's going to be up for this because you've waited to be ranked for a long time. I, I like Missouri in this game. Missouri, five-and-a-half-point dogs. The thing that I circle. At home and higher rank. I know it's 21 versus 23. Still five-point dogs. That, that shows you. That shows you the kind of respect they get in that conference. What I like, 54 degrees to kick off. Mm, football weather, you're baby. You said you're in Massachusetts right now, correct? Yeah. What is it, it's, like It's higher, degrees? higher than 54. I'll oh, tell wow. you that. Yeah. We're, we're, we're at a crisp. We're at a very nice temperature right now. A very nice 69 degrees. Wow. With some rain in the forecast out here in basically in the Berkshires, Western Mass. Yes. Beautiful out here. Of course. 
Uh, Waco, Foley Texas today is, what, 80 degrees? We're sitting, yeah, we're sitting 80 degrees right now. High of 83. Ah, uh, finally it's with us. 54 Yo, degrees man. in Columbia. Kickoff temperature for Baylor and Texas Tech, 67 degrees as well. Mm. Love that weather. Football uh, weather. Kentucky and Georgia. Georgia, 14 and a half point favorites against Kentucky on Saturday. This is a game in Athens, but Ray Davis, sweet baby Ray Davis, the running back for Kentucky, who last week toted the rock for almost <laughs> for almost 300 yards in a win against Florida. Um, just a stupid, stupid good season for him at running back. I-, I think Kentucky has at least an opportunity to keep it close against a Georgia team that struggled to blow anybody out. Yeah, look, I mean, until Georgia really puts the hammer on somebody – I would say a ranked team. If you're number one in the country, that's going to be expected at some point. Uh, Until we see that, I think there are question marks there with how much talent they've lost in the last two years, especially last season, especially on the offensive side of the ball. There are big questions there. We talk about Missouri playing for something, playing for some respect. This is a respect game for Kentucky. It's been a good program under Mark Stoops the last couple of years, but this is more a challenge of, you know, I don't want to put too much into one game. But this becomes a challenge of can Kentucky go any farther than they yeah. have the last few years? Better than being an 8-4 and four team, maybe a 9-3 and three team. Can they be a team that could compete to play in the SEC championship? This is a basketball school. It always will be. A win over number one on the road does even more than that in terms of respect. I mean, this would be maybe the biggest win in program history if they get there. But this is a respect game for Kentucky, too. And... I mean, they beat the doors off of Florida, yeah. man. I mean, this this team, they might not beat Georgia tomorrow, but this is a legit team. I, th- I think this is a, a very legit ranked team for the potentially the rest of the season. I struggle to say that Kentucky will beat Georgia. And nobody could say, hey, this will happen. They will yeah, beat Georgia. Yeah, you can't pencil it in. There's, yeah. no, there's no confidence level like that. But that's one of those gut feelings you get of this is going to be a scary game. Georgia's going to look up in the fourth quarter, be down by three, down by seven without the ball, and think, uh-oh, this might not go well for us down the stretch, similar to how it was for them against Missouri on the road last year. And then they've got to somehow yeah. work their way out of a funk. You know, I had a conversation with somebody this morning. If Kentucky wins this game at Georgia, moves to 6-0, and they are now a top-10 team. They have squarely put themselves in the college football playoff conversation because you then are in the conversation of an sec title and that comes with being in the playoff in the playoff talks uh, because then they get missouri at home tennessee who's kind of reeling at home mississippi state alabama certainly tough but south carolina and louisville don't look that formidable kentucky staring down the barrel with or without with or without a win this weekend of a 10-win season, which to me, like, I, I love Perry in college football. I am a Kentucky Wildcat fan. That would be huge. That would be huge. And, and talking about, you know, you can't pencil in a Kentucky win against Georgia. Of course not. But on the flip side, this is more damning to Georgia because I don't know that you can just pencil in a 14. I mean, clearly Vegas wants to, but pencil in a 14-point win as the number one team in the country playing a basketball school. Yeah, uh, I think that's a, that's a good mark of respect for Kentucky um, for that. But that's what I'm talking about. Can they can they take that next step? If you win this game or even hang tight, you're absolutely in that discussion. And look, we're talking about just playoff discussions. You have four or five SEC teams in there pretty much every year. 
but, but at this time of year, you know, second, second week in October next week, depending on how the games go this weekend, you're always talking about like four SEC teams that are, that are players for the playoff. Looking at Vanderbilt and Florida, we'll go over this one quickly. It shouldn't <laughs> Let's be a do game. That. Yeah. But the Barn more burner. the more I think about it, Florida really sucks. Florida's not good. And We're Billy sucks. Napier is already brushing up on his resume to go somewhere else. Clark Lee at least has not lost the locker room at Vanderbilt. Tough locker room to lose, by the way, because they are used to losing so much. Yeah. I, I, Wait, do they, they they do have a locker room, right? It's the end zone they're working. Not on. anymore, right? It's a tent. There is a 10% chance that Vanderbilt wins this game, but we've all seen that one game before where the team's given up on the head coach and they say, hey, let's have the one final nail in the coffin after a crushing loss to Kentucky. Does Vanderbilt have any shot? I mean, yeah, they got a shot. From what we've seen from Florida this year, especially last week, um, they definitely have a shot. Florida's really struggling to move the ball and get in the end zone, and... This is a weird year for Florida fans and, and the Florida AD there talking about Napier because Napier has set them up well on the recruiting trail the next couple of years. We see it in our backyard with DJ Lagway, who's going to be the number one quarterback in the country um, as a junior. Uh, he's already committed to Florida. So they, they are near the top of those recruiting rankings. And I think Napier could bide some time by saying, hey, you know, look what's coming down the pike here. I got these guys here. You got to stick with me. But if they lose to Vanderbilt, man, he's going to have for sale signs on his lawn. I mean, that, and whether that's right or wrong, they, they are too patient down there in Gainesville, and they would have good legs to stand on after back-to-back losses to Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Um, that would be a real tough draw for, for HBC um, Billy Napier. Finally, Arkansas and Ole Miss. This is an Arkansas team Ooh. that's given Ole Miss a run for its money the last few years, been a thorn in the Rebels' side. Now Ole Miss an 82% chance to win this game at home. Night game, 60 degrees at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in Oxford. Ole Miss by 12 points as well in the line in Vegas. K.J. Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Any shot, the Hogs get it done on the road. There's a shot, man. There's a shot. For your people back in Valonia, there's a shot. Uh, I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. But there's something of that SEC team that's had some success the last few years. You know, nothing crazy at Arkansas. But, you know, they they like where they're at under Sam Pittman for the most part. Um, that could start to raise some question marks the more they lose. But they've got experience at quarterback. Uh, they're not intimidated by road atmospheres. That said, I think Ole Miss is still too good. Too good for them. I think they win, but Arkansas probably covers. In the Was SEC, that 12? Is that what you said, 12? Yeah, 12 points. Over, I think they cover that. Uh, two scores. Two scores. I mean, for an Arkansas team that runs the ball well. I think, I think it's a tight game. Played LSU close in Baton Rouge. Uh, would be surprised if it's not somewhat of a football game, especially the way Arkansas dominated Ole Miss last year. That's your SEC whip around. Good look around the conference this weekend and a big weekend for college football with the amount of ranked matchups that we will see. Do, about, do you wait? Do you like your hogs before we get away from this? Do you like the hogs? The this Arkansas week? Razorbacks. Thirty-one. You ask them all to me, like it's an interview. I the want Ole Miss Rebels. Twenty-seven. Take the under and the hogs Ooh. on the money line. Uh, no, Jackson. A woo pig, baby. Jackson Dart's too good. Arkansas finishes six and six. This is not one of the six wins 
about a big weekend in the NFL as well with the Dallas Cowboys. The San Francisco 49ers prime time night game Sunday. This is the Drake Toll Show. The Bears are back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday, hosting Coach Joey McGuire and the Texas Tech Red Raiders on Go Gold Weekend in Waco. 5 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show with a 7 p.m. kickoff. Join John, JJ, and Ricky for all the play-by-play. It's the Bears and the Red Raiders. Big 12 football this Saturday, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Royal Pizza in Clifton is sure to whet your appetite, serving the best pizza around. Check out their world-class bacon cheeseburger pizza or their pepperoni extreme. Twice the cheese, twice the pepperoni. Royal Pizza also serves pasta, specialty calzones, salads, and don't forget the wings. Open Monday through Thursday to 9, Friday and Saturday till 10, Sundays till 7. And on Friday night, home football games are open until midnight. Dine in, call in for pickup, or they will deliver Royal Pizza located at 602 South Avenue G in Clifton. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you're stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walk Waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. 
I'm living the life that I lived before I started having knee pain 10 years ago. Meet Julie, a woman who makes the most of every moment in life. But over the last years, those moments were filled with agonizing pain until she discovered QC Kinetics. Finally, the pain got so bad that people around me are like, oh, when are you getting your knee replaced? I was walking, hobbling. I listened to my last QC Kinetics commercial and I said, I'm done. I got to find out about this. What Julie found out was QC Kinetics treats osteoarthritis with regenerative therapies, taking your body's own healing properties and concentrating them in the areas where you feel pain, helping heal and restore those damaged areas. No harmful steroids, surgery, or downtime. It changed how I'm living. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. Get back your life before the pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. The Drake Toll Show. We are not far away from the witching hour today. That's Cameron Stewart, who is ready for a wedding. I'm Drake Toll. Who's ready for the China Spring Cougars to face the Alvarado Indians tonight on the road? Ooh, I'm ready for that too, Drake. I'm ready for that too. Aaron Sexton on the board. We have the call on CMC Auto call line open 254-662-1660. We got Charlie on the horn here talking A&M Alabama. Charlie, you're on the Drake Toll Show. Charlie, hey, what's going on, guys? This is, uh, I'm just wondering... Uh, Dewey, Drake, I'm a first-time long-time here. I'm, 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 I'm pretty nervous to be on, to be honest with you guys. I'm looking for... Uh, Charlie, are you are you in an airplane right now? Are you in... <laughs> Is that a hurricane, my friend? Are you in the washing machine? When I tell you, hey, I'm swimming in the AC. I'm so hot nervous asking you this question right now. Because, boys, I need a winner. I'm looking for the spread of the Aggie game. Dewey, use that don't. I know it. I know it. Let's hear it. Drake, what's the spread on the Aggie game? Charlie... Thanks for the call. It's a two-point spread, Cam. What <laughs> do you uh, What do you think, Alabama A&M? He needs a mm. winner. Mm. He's got the bookie I might on take, him. I might take the Aggies outright in this one. I believe in Zach oh, Johnson. Geez. Lock of the week, so Alabama. If I'm give, so if I'm giving you that, probably put it on the tide, honestly. Lock of the week, Alabama minus two. I, I put too much money in this stuff not to. Uh, though I did live live money line last night on the on the Commanders against the Bears, which did not yeah how about that huh? did not work out quite like I wanted it to That's a good one um, Charlie thanks for the phone call Dallas Cowboys thanks and Charlie Dallas Cowboys San Francisco 49ers this weekend Cam Sunday night all of America watching Dak Prescott who has not had to win a game for the Cowboys and the one time he needed to do something special this team lost to the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. Now coming into this one, Niners 400 yards per game offensively. Their defense statistically not as good as Dallas, but sitting at 4-0, undefeated, possibly the best team in the NFL. Cowboys on the road, three-and-a-half-point dogs. ESPN gives San Francisco a 55% chance of victory. Is there any way, any way, our beloved Dallas Cowboys get it done? Yeah, there's a way. I don't think so. I don't think they win this game. Um, I know it's, looking at the Niners' schedule, it's going to be a little weird to say this, but I just, there's, I just haven't seen Dallas really do it. And their three wins are all blowouts, but I think those are three teams that are not going to make the playoffs. And you see it when it all falls apart, even against one of the worst teams in the league, they lost. 
by two scores uh, to Arizona. And so I think this, this Cowboys team is supremely talented. But on the offensive side of the ball, I just I don't see them having enough playmakers to beat San Francisco, which is probably the best defense in the NFL. Statistically, it says that um, they stuff you and they create turnovers, which not all defenses can do. Um, I think Dallas's wide receiving core has been suspect at best this year. Um, I'm, I'm not seeing C.D. Lamb down the field. I'm not seeing enough separation from their receivers in general. We talked about this earlier in the week, not having a guy like Dalton Schultz or having a guy like Ezekiel Elliott kills you in the red zone. Yeah. And that's why they're one of the worst red zone offenses in the league. And I just can't see you taking field goals to beat San Francisco, um, even with your, your supremely talented defense against a guy like Brock Purdy. Kyle Shanahan can scheme against anybody. I, I like San Francisco in this game, um, but I think, hopefully, for Cowboys fans, they'll learn some lessons from this game. I am of the of the mind the Cowboys can win this game because sure. for some these reason the, these might be the two best, the two most talented teams in the conference. By the way, and, I, and Philadelphia gives you a run for your money in that sense. But t- talent wise, these two teams and Philadelphia are cut above the rest. I said earlier this week that it's not a must-win game. The Cowboys can win, they can lose, and it's not going to matter very much down the road. And they can tie as well. That Also, ESPN gives that That's a 0.6% chance. The tie, a 0.6% chance this week. To, to me in this game, if you lose, you're certainly not out of the playoff race, certainly not out of any NFC East hunt. This is not a... a, a very overly consequential loss for now, at least. But if you win, you look around the NFL and you say, hey, look, that game against Arizona was a fluke. Our defense is for real. And Dak Prescott can win a game when called upon. This is a a contest between two teams that have quarterbacks that my jury is still out on. Brock Purdy has been really good through his, what, 12 games in the NFL but for some reason, myself and the rest of America look at Brock Purdy and think, eh, ah, you know, when, when pea shooter of an arm. Right. When, yeah. will, when will the day come where Brock Purdy is, is truly respected as an, NFL, as an NFL quarterback? I do not know. Dak Prescott, for him, a guy who has cut down on the interceptions but taken less risks this year, when placed in a situation in San Francisco where he has to take risks, where he has to make big throws to win the game down the stretch, can he do it? That's my question. I, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. Based on what we've seen from Dak Prescott, 908 yards, four, only four touchdowns in four games, and only one interception shows to me he is doing less. He is trying yeah. to do less. This isn't a, oh, he's just having a bad year. He is much more conservative, much more tactical, and Brock Purdy is very similar, if not more conservative and even more tactical, only five touchdown passes, but the kid in 112 throws has just 31 incompletions. I I think it's like, speaking about Dak first, I think it's like when you see a pitcher mature a little bit, he's not striking out, the strikeout numbers aren't there anymore, and he's this fireball, and you're like, what the heck's going on? Well, his ERA is still the same, his FIP's still the same. That's because he's pitching to contact, he's becoming more of a pitcher. Dak is becoming more of a game manager, which again comes with negative connotations, but that's how you win football games. You know, I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes winning it last year, and yes, he's a freak. He's the best quarterback in the league. But the guy he beat was Jalen Hurts, who was in the Super Bowl. 
Is there anything that Jalen Hurts does that Dak Prescott can't really do? Or a couple of years ago when Jimmy Garoppolo was in the Super Bowl, is there anything he does that Dak Prescott can't do? I, I mean, if you're of the mindset of you know having an offensive-minded head coach and who you believe in, like Mike McCarthy, you can scheme around that and still have a great defense and win football games, which I think is what the Cowboys are going to be. I think it's ironic uh, or coincidental, however you want to say, that they face Mac Jones and Brock Purdy back-to-back weeks because talent-wise, those guys are the same quarterback. Neither, no, neither one of them has a real, much stronger arm than the other, but <laughs> Brock Purdy has an offensive-minded head coach, the best offensive coach in the league. He's got weapons at every position on offense, and he's got a better offensive line. Mac Jones pretty much lost that game for the Patriots. Brock Purdy will have a lot more at his disposal. He has the better weapons. He has the better head coach in terms of the offensive side of the ball. So this is where we'll get to learn some about the Dallas defense too, which I think is really good. But, uh, you know, back-to-back weeks you're facing a quarterback that is not going to beat you and win the game for you through his arm. But there's a lot more guys you got to pay attention to on the San Francisco side than you did against New England. Are, are we saying that – Brock Purdy is a system quarterback, period. That, that this kid I mean, is... kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think he is. I, I don't know that there's anything... And first off, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. And growing up as a Patriots fan, I'll use a Patriots example again. That's what people were saying about Brady, of course, after the first three Super Bowls, which just saying that seems like an oxymoron. He won three damn Super Bowls and had the game-winning drive in, both of, in two of them. Um, but he had great defense around him, had good enough weapons. They weren't great. They weren't what Brock Purdy has. And then he broke the system and threw 50 touchdowns, and everyone knew he was not a system quarterback, anyone with a brain. Brock Purdy, we haven't seen that yet. And, yeah, for right now, he is a system quarterback. I mean, anytime you're completing 90% of your passes in an NFL game, that's great, that's great, but that is not all the quarterback. You have to have weapons, and you have to have scheme that goes with that. And, again, I don't see that necessarily as a bad thing because he is the quarterback in that system right now and they're yeah. winning football games. But, yeah, until we see otherwise, I got to say he's a system quarterback. Is, are you saying he's not? No, I, I think that he is. You throw him in New York, either New York team, by the way. You throw Brock it's a mess either way. You throw Brock Purdy to the Dallas Cowboys, and I, I still don't think you get what we've seen from Brock Purdy because they're, they're not asking a lot of him. Hey, kid, go throw a damn good slant. Go throw a screen pass. Christian McCaffrey at your disposal. In the red zone, it's not squarely on Brock Purdy's shoulders. He's got more of an opportunity to sit back and let the rest of the offense go. Now, is that a bad thing? That, that's where the question comes down to, right? So. You know, is it a bad thing? And, and the answer is no. If you're winning, if that's what you need, if you need somebody to go, an A.J. McCarron, a... Yeah. Um, and A.J. McCarron, who was the kid before, the same guy before that at Alabama? At Alabama? SEC analyst um, now, Greg McElroy. Greg McElroy from same, South Lake Carroll. Same yeah. thing. Never a hero. We never need you to be that guy. And when, when we do, you've still got it left in the tank. We get down to the last drive of the game. We need you to do something. We, we ask our playmakers to make a play, you know, with you only having to throw the ball 15 yards down the field. If that's going to win games for San Francisco, then I've got no problem with it. That's, that's how they've been winning games with Brock Purdy. And, and weirdly, they have built the team around him a little bit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't necessarily him because he was drafted Mr. Irrelevant last year, but that's how they built it for Jimmy Garoppolo, who's very similar quarterback. So, yeah, if you put him on this Dallas team, 
you have a lot more questions offensively. I think Dak has more arm talent than Brock Purdy does. But he's come into a system that was built for a quarterback with his skill set of making good decisions. Doesn't have a huge arm, but his timing is good. He's good, really good against zone defense like, like Mac Jones is. Um, and the scheme is too good. It's too good. So Dallas Cowboy fans, 254. This is the CMC Auto Group phone line or the CNC Collision text line. 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. What is your final score prediction between the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers in San Francisco this weekend? Cam, when it comes to you, how do you see this game playing out? I think it is low scoring because I like both these teams' defenses, but I think San Francisco has too many too many weapons, um, and that's where they're, they're going to win the game in the red zone. I think I see it as like a 24-16, 24-13 type of game. That is the big question. Can Dallas score with the ball inside the 20-yard line? That has been the issue all season. It cannot be a field goal game if Dallas kicks six field goals. There's no winning this ball game. Yeah, and, and, and there's not many games on the schedule where you're getting into the end zone twice from your defense. No. Like you did last week. And, Brock and look, Purdy, that obviously wasn't the difference in the game. It was 38-3, to but um, I, I just don't know how, how many opportunities you're going to have like that, especially against what I think is a smarter quarterback in Brock Purdy. Yeah, this is the first real challenge that San Francisco gets. To an extent, you could have said this is the first challenge that Dallas gets. However, the Cowboys come in it's the at, best one, yeah. at three and one to this point. Uh, to me, give me, I think the Cowboys have to make this a defensive game. They have to limit what Brock Purdy can do in the, in the short and mid-range passing game. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is going to get his. He's going to score a touchdown. That's just kind of death taxes in Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown. Yeah. If the Cowboys can keep it low scoring at an 18 to 14, at a 17 to 14, 17, 16, that's where it's going to be at its best. Give me the Cowboys 17, 13. I, I, I think you offset, you offset the Arizona loss with a win against with a win against the 49ers and show hey look not only was that Arizona loss a fluke but we might be a fluky team at times there might be a game later down the road where the Cowboys lose to the Giants at home but they have a road a road win against San Francisco because at some point you have to start asking Dak to do more you have to put the ball in Dak's hands and say hey look instead of playing conservative and and playing not to lose playing not to throw a pick we just got to go and and try to keep try to put together long drives capitalize in the red zone and let the defense work if the Cowboys do that 17-13 Dallas on top coming up it's the witching hour Baylor Texas Tech who wins this one it's our best bets and picks across college football this is the Drake Toll Show this is is ESPN Central Texas hey folks Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high so give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees so give us a call 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com and remember folks we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor we treat you like family find new roads Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. There's a lot of synergy between ExtraCo's mission to build people, businesses, communities, and our company's vision where we are really all about building people. Because ExtraCo is so committed to building businesses, like they even pour into this local community. They pour into us all the time. It's just awesome that they would come alongside us to support us, but also pour back into our business. That's really important to us. To learn more, visit extracobanks.com. Extraco Banks is member FDIC. Are you stuck in a nine to five trap with a limited pay structure and feel like there's no way out, but you know that you're destined for greater things? At Globe Life Giddens Organization, opportunity is unlimited. My name's Parker, a recent Baylor alum who is looking to be in business for myself, but not by myself. And I'm not only on my way to make over six figures within my first year, but I'm building residual income while doing so. We're looking for competitive, motivated individuals to join our team. For career opportunity, text GLOBE to 41372. GLOBE to 41372. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball! Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special. Two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns. And the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burger with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront 
best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 in Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. It's the witching hour. The Drake Toll Show. Drake Toll, Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton running the mothership. Who's well, are you in the middle of a hotel lobby right now? Uh, technically not the lobby. It, I mean, it's completely killing the witching hour right now. It's just there's the ambient noise. Couple, there's a couple of weddings going on. The paparazzi <laughs> in the back. Cameron Stewart. It's been a trip today, man. Off location. Holy oak. Poppin'. At a wedding in Massachusetts. At uh, <laughs> Baylor, Texas Tech this weekend. Cam will not be in attendance. I'll be there. My good friend Roger Sherman taking Cam's spot this week. Cam. What the butt. Baylor Tech, some butt stuff, the butt bowl going on this weekend for two teams that really suck right now. I do you start with quarterback play where somehow Baylor has the advantage? It's crazy. Suck but looking up. Both teams on a winning streak, kind of. Both won last week. Yes. Yeah, so I, I talked with Rob Bro um, from Gambling Gauchos, which I know you're a big fan of, um, for the for the podcast today. And I had said, look, I got to admit, man, the only game I've really seen from Baron Morton was last year's Baylor game. So in my mind, and I think a lot of Baylor fans' minds, he sucks. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. He was terrible in that game. And Rob was like, look, man, I I get that, but um, he's not that bad. He's not that bad. And what's interesting about these two teams is they're both kind of making identity changes mid-season. We heard from Dave Aranda this week, Baylor's going to go more tempo. And that's what worked against UCF. Tech is liking that tempo too, and they're really starting to run the heck out of the ball. And I'm sure they will tomorrow because Baylor still has the worst rush defense in the conference. Um, this is going to be a weird game, as it always is between the butt teams. The by the Bay, I think the apex of this, the Baylor Texas Tech game in 19 that goes double overtime. Oof, Jamichael yeah. Hasty off right tackle punches it in to win it. That's the game that Baylor had the weird fumble thing that got called the back. and should, snap. That's what it was, illegal yeah. snap. It shouldn't have been called or whatever it, it was. Uh, it was job. Just the complete encapsulation of what this game is. Having a conversation with somebody who's been a Baylor fan for a long time, who's in studio actually, Terry Tacker, Texas Tech has been bad for pretty much ever. You think yeah. about what they expect in Lubbock, what the expectation is, they have been taught, trained – for seven, eight wins to be the typical strong season in Lubbock. So even if Tech finishes there, that's pretty much on par with historically what Texas Tech has been, which is always fairly mediocre. Baylor... Yeah, they, they, I was going to say they've never had the golden era that Baylor has kind of had the last 15 years. But they've years, also never the had series. the... The dumpster fire that was Baylor for an right, entire not decade. Not as bad as Baylor, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, not as bad as what Baylor and TCU put out in a lot of the 20th century. Not not that much better, but yeah, not a lot of like two win seasons. Not they didn't have a Kevin Steele era that I can see. No, 
No, not not anything near what that 10 years was through multiple head coaches for Baylor. Tech has just been the perennial six, seven, eight win team, even under some of the best head coaches, even under NFL head coaches, and yeah. with legendary Hall of Fame quarterbacks at the helm. Now a Tech team that beat Houston 49-28. That's the worst team in the Big 12. Now without argument, the Houston Cougars. Yeah. Baylor coming off of a win at UCF 36-35. Of note, Tech lost to West Virginia by 7, 20-13. A West Virginia team that's just been sneaky, just been good, just beating, beating teams uh, that we didn't expect this year. Tough loss to Oregon, tough loss to Wyoming. Tech is a score away from being undefeated right now. No one has really yeah, beat the brakes off of them. Yeah, a couple bounces away. Interestingly, yeah. too, Baylor is not too far removed from being 4-1. and one. A couple of teams that would like some big moments back through the first four or five weeks of the season, now squaring off in Waco. And I find it so interesting, the conversation of what does the crowd do here? Does does the crowd, does the atmosphere, does being on the road, Joey McGuire coming back, give this game anything, especially when it's a gold out that it seems like most fans just don't really seem married to? Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of red there too. There always is. Um and I think this is, we talked about earlier in the week, Joey McGuire, the master motivator, right? This is the perfect opportunity. Hey, guys, we're a couple bounces away from being that real good team we expected in this locker room, okay? And we know we're better than this Baylor team. You know, let, let's get out there, play our game, really get into this environment, and turn the season around with this victory. And, you know, the, play, the locker room goes nuts and they run out the tunnel. This is the perfect setup for that, especially with the advantage they have in the run game against Baylor's defense. Um, this is a this is a make or break kind of game for each team. Look, neither one of them are expecting to be in Arlington at the end of the year, um, even though Tech might have had those goals to start the season. But you go to uh, two and four, season's over. Season's over, man. You're not making a bowl game. Um, and for both teams, say for both teams, teams right? or. Yeah, For both teams, I would say especially Tech, because I think Tech probably does have some more talent this year than Baylor does. Um, but yes, for both teams. And yeah, if it's Baylor that loses, you know, you finally get this great comeback victory and you don't capitalize on the momentum, that probably carries over into the rest of the season. Um, for Tech, it would be a humongous road win um, against a, a natural rival, against your coach's old team. Yeah. Um, it. It really firmly puts some momentum in your place and back-to-back -back wins both in the Big 12, both against in-state rivals. That's big. So, yeah, whoever loses this it, it, it's bigger for whoever loses this game than it is for whomever wins this game. If you win this game, you got a lot more work to do. If you lose it, you're not making a bowl game. It's a little interesting. Maybe the most interesting, actually. Not even a little. The most interesting thing that I find about Baylor's remaining schedule is that it's not that hard. It's Texas Tech easy. has been bad. Cincinnati, on the road, despite being on the road, they've been pretty bad. Iowa State, bad. Houston, bad. Kansas State, TCU, West Virginia to close is awful tough. But with a win against Texas Tech, you can get on a win streak against Cincinnati, Iowa State, and Houston and be bowl eligible 6-3 yeah. somehow in the Big 12 championship conversation in the same way you were last season at 6-3. Last and three. year, exactly right, 6-3, yep. and, three, and it, they had it in their hands. Again, that was a real tough last three games, even tougher than probably this year will be, but it was in your hands at 6-3, and three. and this is a worse conference this year.
Yes. And at six and three with one loss in Big 12 play, you would control your destiny. I mean, Baylor, it's weird to say, fifth, fifth in the 14-team Big 12 right now. Fifth has a chance to control its own destiny down the stretch and, and still at least make this interesting come the 1st of November or even later this month, late October, in saying, hey, look, there's, there's a way. Which is so weird to say after just one win and it being a one-point win against UCF, but felt like watching Baylor Plus, having Blake Shapen back, Dave Aranda's, everything he said, this team feels a lot more dangerous today than they did a week ago. It feels the best as a Baylor fan since you and I were leaving uh, Gaylord Family Stadium last yes. year in Norman. Which again, it was like a quiet vote of confidence after that game, right? Because your last three were against uh, Kansas State, TCU, and Texas. Uh, was no gimme, but it was there. You were in the conversation. Now the vibes are high after one win. And it's because of that promise, like you said, because if they do get this win, there's a lot of easy games on the schedule coming forward and a lot of home games too. Uh, it's almost no excuse type games uh, the farther we go if they if they beat Tech tomorrow. Final score prediction, Baylor-Texas Tech. I've been going back and forth on this all week, Drake. All week. Maybe I'm drinking the Baylor plus Kool-Aid. I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. 28-24. Wow, where's that defense come from? There's points to be had in this game. There's points to be had. I think Tech's going to run the ball well. It reminds me of um, the Kansas State game uh, in 2020, that COVID year. Deuce Vaughn ran all over us, but we still won the game, came back. Uh, Charlie Brewer kind of found his momentum again. Blake Shapin's finding his mojo right now already. I think they make enough plays to win the game. I can't believe I'm saying that. They're good, man. Taj Brooks is good. Taj Brooks is good. They're good, good in the run game. The offensive line could be better, but, I mean, Baylor's defensive line has not done much. And the other thing, too, is they are getting some guys back this week. Boykins and Emery, Dave said, are supposed to be back this week. And, look, I don't know that they're going to create a ton of havoc, but those are guys you can sub in on the defensive line against a team that likes to go up tempo. Seeing the way that Dave put three different tech quarterbacks in a blender last year <laughs> shows that it wasn't as much poor play as it was great scheme. Dave Aranda yeah. schemed up the Texas Tech offense last year. Again, Kitley's good, but da- again, Dave knows something. There's just that Dave Dave has the edge over Joey McGuire. Urban talks about it in the Swamp documentary. You always want to beat the old guy that everybody's comparing you to, that everybody wanted. I reluctantly again I think I picked Baylor every week this season <laughs> I uh I'm is gonna it go, gonna be the oh they lose close but we champ be you at the end 34 there's some field goals involved here 34 27 one score Baylor win wow and it's because you where's take, the defense come from you gave them three more points than I did because Baylor takes three um combined points I gave what to almost 10 more points than you. Yeah. So, you, uh, you clearly have a stronger belief you know, than I do. I'm going to do Hibachi in the back. I've always too. said that. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go so Baylor 34-27. That is Cameron Stewart. He is at a wedding in Massachusetts. I'm Drake Toll enjoying the 80-degree day in Waco, Texas. You can catch us tonight on the China Spring Broadcast on 104.9. Kicker, the Cougs, the Alvarado I Indians.
Aaron Sexton running the board. Coming up next is the John Morris Show, followed by Matt Mosley. This has been and always will be the Drake Toll Show. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Shotgun for Prescott. Looking left, looking right. Only heard here.